Hi everyone, I'm your host, Brandon Larkham. Today I call DC home, but once upon a time, I spent a lot of my formative years out west in sunny Los Angeles. The sunshine, the ocean, the palm trees, the Mexican food. Although I now call DC home, Washington DC actually has a booming local Latino population. So the authentic Hispanic experiences here are never too far out of reach. Today, one new trailblazing marketplace has come onto the DC scene, and it's transcending the traditional food hall in favor of immersive cultural learning and conversation. Cultivated by a dynamic community of Latin American embassies, eclectic tastemakers, and artistic contributors. The name of the place? La Cosecha, located in the heart of DC's historic Union Market neighborhood. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to a three-part series we'll be hosting with La Cosecha that digs into the practice of cultural placemaking and how spaces like these can bridge global cultures and create inclusive platforms for community through curated food, fashion, and art. Our series will break down the three foundational elements of La Cosecha, mercado, arte, and la cultura. Hi, listeners. This is your host, Brandon Larkham, Director of Product Development for Gensler. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about how design can take the intangible, things like culture, heritage, and values, and make it entirely tangible through food and products and active programming for education and interaction. But on an even more foundational level, carefully executed design can take an organization's mission and vision and make it literally three-dimensional with walls, art, and well-curated components that embody the ideals of a community and organization. In Washington, D.C., La Cosecha is a beacon for Latin American culture where everyone is welcome. Business education is fostered and unique experiences are curated for the community and by the community. Today, we peel back the final layer of La Cosecha's foundational values, cultura. We'll be chatting with Jody McLean, Chief Executive Officer of Edens, Francisco Santos, Ambassador of Colombia to the United States, and Juanma Barrientos, owner of El Cielo Hospitality Group. Thank you all for joining us today. The first question that I want to bring into the group is, as a culinary embassy, La Cosecha is designed for community and conversation with a philanthropic mission to foster business through Latin America. So to kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about La Cosecha's unique program that was developed, Jody? Sure. Welcome to La Cosecha. It's great to have all of you here. La Cosecha was really envisioned to be a cultural canvas for the rich heritage and the rich cultures of Latin America, to bring them alive, to hopefully have people experience them firsthand through, obviously, culinary, but also through the arts, through media, through music, through all the different senses, so that people not only get used to the part of the culture, but have so much intellectual curiosity that they want to experience it more and more. Well, it's a decision-making process to be able to bring in various cultural partners and how did you go through that process of determining who those partners would be for this particular space? Part of it was easy. Um, we are in nine major markets across the United States, and in every single one of our markets, one of our most important partners is the Hispanic 
uh, community. It is growing. It is vibrant. So when we decided to put together La Cosecha, we immediately pivoted to the embassies. We're really lucky to be here in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, surrounded by experts. So in working with the embassies, which we have been doing over the last several years, and asking for their insights, how we best represent their culture. So not just their country, not just their people, but the true culture and heritage in the most sophisticated way we could. Um, so it was a blend of having introductions, much like Wama, back to Colombia, but also having local introductions here in the United States of those who represented the culture of the very finest. Ambassador Santos, thank you for joining us as well. Could you tell me about the experience in this collaboration? I just think that this is a space in a very particular city that has very particular characteristics. Probably per square meter, it's the city that is most diverse than any other city in the world. Just because all the embassies and all of the people who work in the embassies and all the people who need Washington from other countries meet here. Especially uh, regarding Latin America here, what you have is a great space where embassies can partner with restaurants where embassies can showcase their culture, where embassies can really have a scenario to do the soft diplomacy of culture, of food, of literature, of music, of arts. And, and that's something that here, living in Washington for a year and a half, I've seen a huge need for. So, so this is just the beginning, the food element of it. It's just the opening up of uh, the taste buds for something that's going to become an icon of, uh, of cultural exchange, much needed here in D.C. And, and uh, it's very, very fortunate that this space is starting to open because a lot of Latin American embassies certainly don't have the spaces to showcase their food, which is hugely diverse, their culture, which is hugely diverse. Their music that has influence from Spain, from Europe, from Africa, from, from the indigenous community. So I can see this in a few years just being a bubble of cultural uh, uh, explosion of what Latin America is in all its uh, different characteristics. And Chef Juanma, you're joining us as well, so thank you for being here. You have the task of taking all of this experience of what you see and feel and turning that into a food experience, which gets people very excited. Could you tell me about that process and coming to Washington, D.C. for the first time to develop this? Well, we're very excited. For us, it's a, like a, a very big challenge, but it also has become a dream. When we were first invited by Jody and, and her team, uh, we were at the same time scared and thrilled because we were new in the city, but... They have been the best partners more than we have ever dreamed, and they have supported us uh, enormously to bring El Cielo here. What we do is we recreate experience uh, about Colombian food, and we make it uh, more modern through empowering or awakening the senses. So, for example, we take local chocolate from Colombia, and you wash your hands with chocolate. Uh, we bring some smells from the mountains through the distills, of, of the coffee, and then we vaporize it with nit liquid nitrogen. So we use a lot of diverse techniques from antique techniques from indigenous communities that we find in our trips and modern and avant-garde techniques, and we mix them, creating sensorial menus. So we have that, and then we have a redesigned casual Colombian food because we will have 
both experiences, like casual dining, but more modern, and um, the tasting menus that are super modern and more sophisticated in, in a certain way. But let me give you an anecdote of when they told me La Cosecha, immediately uh, this popped into my head. When Evo Morales was being inaugurated, the President Uribe sent me there. And they gave us the best ají, that I've, and I'm a fan of ají. And they gave us the best ají I have ever tasted in my life. As a matter of fact, I left and I went into the kitchen and I ate and I asked for more. And that's something that if you bring it here, and this is from Bolivia, this is what's brewing here, you're going to bring so many different tastes, such diversity that uh, I have no doubt this is going to become an epicenter of people exploring. In a very small place, exploring all those cultures that came into Latin America, all that history that we have, and it has been brewing and brewing. And just like Juanma said, you bring ancestry to modernity and you create amazing tastes and amazing culture and amazing literature and amazing life. So that's what came into me when I said, oh, this is the place that's going to open. And I have no doubt that the Colombian embassy is going to be a great partner bringing a lot of cultural events here because this is a place that we wanted to become something where Latin America can show its heart. And Colombia, obviously, being, being part of Latin America, would do so. And I would just add to that, Ambassador, that's our vision, that's our hope, our dream. We do attract the entire Latin Hispanic community here, but that's just 20% of the people who actually come here. That if we really do this right, 80% of the people will be people who aren't Hispanic, who don't know the culture, who all of a sudden get this great taste of this culture and realize the vibrancy of what's happening to our neighbors in the South, what a wonderful place it is, and to not only spend more time actually there and exploring, but learning how we do business deeper together and we live deeper together in a way that we hope radically changes all of those relationships, which today are, are good. But I think we are missing out on a fabulous culture that is truly our neighbors to the South. Well, food tends to bring people together naturally, but I keep hearing the words collaboration, partnership. I'm curious for our listeners, how did the term and the name La Cosecha come to be and what is the meaning behind that? La Cosecha, we did a charrette and we invited a lot of designers um, to come together to help us, of which Gensler was in the middle of. Um, but La Cosecha represented the harvest. So when we were really thinking about the physical attributes as well as the emotional attributes of what we were trying to do, the harvest just became such a natural. When we arrived there, it was just an aha moment. Of course, we're trying to harvest the food. We're trying to use food that's in season, which is very traditional in these cultures. But we're also trying to harvest this rich culture for everybody's experience, and we're trying to harvest these wonderful relationships. But you know what that name has also in common with uh, Latin America? Harvest season becomes the moment where people get together to harvest, after they harvest to eat. Uh, in Colombia, the coffee harvest brings people from all over Colombia to do the harvest and move 
all over Colombia, the rice harvest, and being agricultural countries uh, that obviously have been developed, but its base is agriculture, harvest was a, a very important moment in a community's life. So it just fits right in with, with our history and what we are. There is something really important that also Joey mentioned is that 80% people that come here is not Latin Americans, but from all over the world. And I think that La Cosecha will become at a certain moment like a promoting travel agency to Latin America because when people from the world come here and eat a pupusa or an arepa or a taco, when they start doing the decision-making of their next vacations and they remember the food they eat at La Cosecha, they may be more pulled to go to Latin America. So I think at, at the end, uh, La Cosecha is going to be quite a travel agency for Latin America. Even coming into the space, so for our listeners, we're in a podcast room and we're overlooking what we would call the plaza. You walk down a few steps and that's where the meeting, the gathering is. On the second step up, there's the restaurants and the tiendas. So it's almost as if those are being the showcase of what you experience and what you feel. And that's a very traditional aspect of the Latin American communities and how people come together. But you feel a sense of entirety within the space, yet a uniqueness for each shop, each restaurant. You, almost as if a traveling experience, as you mentioned, Chef Juanma. Jody, through that process of design, how did the plaza become the epicenter for the room? I just have to say, um, when we were coming down to designers, there was one designer that I've had rich and multiple experiences with prior to La Cosecha, who's Walter Trujillo of Gensler. And Walter is in Miami. He He's really inculcated in the Latin culture, but he himself is from Colombia. And he has a brilliant vision that we've put into place in several other projects. So I called Walter and I said, there's only one person who can run this. And I know we're in D.C., but you have to come and you have to collaborate the vision for this place. And so when Walter came, it just became very natural. Um, it's not only about how we use the space, it was uh, what materials we use. They had to be very representative of what you would see in Latin America, but in a very sophisticated way. This was really important to us on the Eden side was having spent a lot of time in South America. I don't think the sophistication that you experience in, in a lot of the markets We've done the best job in translating here in the United States, and so that was important. And I think Walter and his deep team, it, the whole team deserves a lot of credit, really helped us with the visual aspect, but also the emotional aspect. This is a happy place, and, and when you're with Latins, if you're not having a good time, it's probably your own fault. Um, <laughs> if you're not intoxicated with their spirit, with their energy, with their vibrancy, and their just love of life and everything, joy and music and the senses, then you yourself are probably closed off a little bit. And, and I think that is what Gensler and that authenticity that Walter brought to this project. But the, the other element that I think uh, hits right in point, not only by the name, the harvest, is that the plaza in a city is the place where everybody gets together. You go to the coffee region where uh, Mr. Trujillo is from, small town of 4,000, 5,000, full of them. And the main square is where everybody meets. It's where all the coffees are, people playing pool, people sitting outside drinking a beer, where the jeeps, all jeeps, pick up the people to take them to their house and their farms. Or bring the harvest. Or it's so, so the plaza, which is what this symbolizes, is also a place of community. It's the main place 
of day-to-day -day community where, especially on Sundays, everybody comes in to buy their week's provisions, to talk to their neighbors, to have this sense of community which, which you feel here when you get into the cosecha. You feel like you are surrounded by warmth. You feel that you are, you know, in a very special place and, and that's very unique about, about this place here in D.C. And the one thing you'll find about the plaza here is, number one, all are welcome. It's a really inclusive place. The, everything is movable. We were warned over and over again, don't make everything fixed and nice and neat, which is very sort of typical of how we would usually design. Let it evolve. Let it be organic. Let the people determine that day what the need of the plaza is. And you'll also see today we have three pop-up retailers. Um, we have chocolates. We have baskets. We have shoes. We'll always have new retailers, new activity, because I think that is representative of the plaza and how the plaza has been designed. Well, what you had said is the organic approach to it. So for example, the, the uh, tables that I'm looking at, they're live edge wood tables. They're not perfectly manicured, but you feel that sense of community. You feel as if you've actually stepped out of Washington, D.C., and you're in a different culture. As soon as you open the wooden doors, the music's playing, there's tropical foliage. It's really a space of warmth and welcoming. And having consulted a little bit with Walter, uh, with my producing partners before this, I could feel his passion and the excitement of being a part of this. And it's a shame that he's not be able to be here with us today. But I've just met the three of you. And I still feel that same passion resonating through all of you. So to see this coming together as a community and as it continues to grow and through the next openings, it's very excited at what will be, be offered. But I'd like to go into a little bit as far as what the space programming is, because the space is also about education. It's about bringing together the community. It is about food, but there's more opportunities to give back. Jody, could you tell us a little bit about the art exhibits and the film and game screenings that will be coming through? Sure. I think where I really want to start in talking about giving back is that all of our vendor partners have agreed to give back um, a certain percentage of their revenues that will go back to Latin America, South American countries um, for work to be done back in those countries to really support this partnership in a deep way. And I think that's really purposeful in saying that, that we're, we're all in this together as one team and we're really uniting ourselves in every way we can. So we have Spanish classes that Isabel and Ferdinand uh, come four days a week. They teach uh, children's Spanish classes. We have art. Our art exhibit today is by Jorge Caceres, who is from Peru. It's done in conjunction with the opening of the Peruvian Brothers. So we have art that will be here rotating in the exhibit hall routinely. I think he's here for a month. Then we'll have dancing. We have music every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Um, I think as we grow, we'll probably have music more often. We'll have film that's constantly playing here. We've had a lot of book authors here. And then when we have visiting chefs, we have the Galleria, which is our real culinary immersion studio, which is where Wama has started and kicked off doing both cooking classes and special guests culinary. So we'll be having programming that will be about 350 events a year, some that are large, some that are smaller, a lot of educational. And then we have a deep relationship with the Carlos Rosario School, um, where we're doing internships 
with that school, mostly Latin and Hispanic immigrants who will work both front of house and back of house so that um, as they move through, through Carlos Rosario, they have practical experience in job placement. And Ambassador, uh, that process to be able to continue to educate and to give back to the community, even through internships, how does that affect your experience with the ambassadorship here in D.C.? No, it, it even commits us more to helping uh, La Cosecha. We have every month a salsa class that we give at the embassy open. We might start doing it here because the more people understand what we are, the more good diplomacy you're doing. It doesn't have to be tied just to a country. It can be tied to a region. So it's, it's that type of cooperation. It's a new scenario of cooperation. Before, it was, oh, I need to do this event. Where am I going to do it and go knock? No. Now, the first place you're going to come and knock and say, hey, I have this idea. Do you like it? And, and I have no doubt about it that they will say, yeah, we'd love to do it. Because the essence of La Cosecha is, is opening the doors to this type of events and products and uh, not the right order of things, but a little bit of the chaos of let's improvise, but let's do some really good things that show what we are. Juan Ma, I want to talk to you a little bit about the experience of food, which we all love, right? It's not just seeing it, but experiencing those flavors. I had the pleasure of experiencing it a couple of weeks ago. And as I sat down and dined, uh, I had two beautiful appetizers that came through on a chef's tasting. And then a wooden basin came by. And I thought, oh, my hands will be washed. But it wasn't just washed with typical water. Out comes a nice craft and it's chocolate. I thought I knew what I was going to get. I thought I knew the appetizers in my mind was perfectly in track with how my meal was going to be throughout the evening. And you threw me off. And it was a brilliant idea. I want to know how that came about and what the process is of that experience to bring aromas to life. Well, we have a, a workshop in Colombia where we have designers and chefs. And that's basically my main job to start creating menus every season for all the restaurants. So we're like always tasting new new things. Uh, the choco therapy, it was a, a fun experience. I was with my nephew and he ordered a juice, like a milk juice, and he put the hand inside and started licking it. We were in a in a in a restaurant and the waiter arrived with a with a towel and he cleaned and they were like freaked out. When I arrived to the restaurant, I said like you, we should try this. For real. And then I tried with chocolate, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And I think like more than half a million people have done it. And when you're doing that, uh, I just think it's so interesting to hear what is typically taboo, right? You don't eat food with your fingers at the table or lick your fingers. And, and this is okay. But what I found fascinating about the process of the, the dinner, which was a 10 course meal, was every meal that came by had a story. So not only are you being educated within the space or through the dance, through the culture, but the process of eating. Why was this developed? Or there, there was a beautiful bread platter that came through and it was on the tree of life. And there was the story of how the copper was weaved around the granite base to give display to the harvest of the bread. Every piece had a story and a, a mythology to it to educate. So I actually left feeling like I had more experience beyond the food to be able to tell other people about it. Did you feel like you wanted to go to Colombia? An I was about to book hand. my flight right away. Okay. I had this podcast that was, uh, you know, we had to make <laughs> no sure we got this one in first. <laughs> Going back to D.C. a little bit, you had mentioned that there's a lot of community outreach programs. Why do you feel that D.C. needs those? 
It's the epicenter for American government and culture. But why does it need to learn or why has there been a gap for the Latin culture here? I don't know why there's been a gap for the Latin culture here. I don't feel that D.C. is necessarily that different um, from any of the other markets that we're in. I feel like we've had this void, this gap. My guess is primarily because of travel and, and deep experience in the countries. But I think that sometimes, from my perspective, it's a misunderstood and a, a misrepresented culture. I happen to have the good fortune of having many good friends who are Latin or from South America. And I was having a conversation as we were formulating this idea and this vision because we felt like it was something that would really bring a lot of our communities together. And in an exchange I was having with somebody else, they took a perspective on immigration. And I said, whoa, before we go any further, let me just tell you, my, my husband is an immigrant. And they said, oh, really, where is he from? And I said, he's from France. And they said to me, that doesn't count. And from that moment, I have been so empowered to say, wait a second, any hurdle that's been thrown our way to say, no, it really does count. And that until you really have these moments of deep intersection of really getting to know somebody and spending time with them in their culture, you don't know the love and openness you have and the understanding and the commonality that we all have together. And I think that I think right now, unfortunately, in the United States, it's never been more important for us to have this firsthand intersection with other cultures, whether they're the Latin culture or Western European or Asian. I, I just think right now it is more and more important for us to find those moments of intersection. And that's what I hope La Cassetta will bring. Brandon, and, and I have something to add. I, I, I'm going to get into politics. <laughs> Oops. I love politics. So I think that that underrepresentation of the Latin culture in this country, because I've lived here like the last four years, it has to do with two things. And that's part of why I came and I accepted this challenge two years ago, because I think Giddens is aware of the underrepresentation of the Latin community. We are about to be 50 million of Latins in, in the States. But one thing that happened is that fast migration, because of the violence of, of different countries in Latin America, many first generations cannot vote and cannot decide what's going to happen with them in this country. And we are about to have second, third generations in a big way of Latins that are going to start deciding presidents or congressmen or mayors or many things. But Latin Americans were the last ones to arrive to this country as immigrants. And we have also suffered the modern slavery. If you go to many farms where undocumented Latins work, it's like kind of modern slavery. And that has been changing in the last years and being more aware, people more aware about that. So Latin Americans have been more empowered and at the same time, their second generations are now Americans that can decide. So I think it's getting the momentum for the Latin community and getting into 50 million in less than three or four years is going to be one six or one seven part of the of this country. So Edens is very, very, I feel as, as an immigrant here, very, very thankful. And I said, like, it's very cool that a company like Edens 
is aware of that before it even happens and invest in a community that's underrepresented. And that's why I was saying that I was going to talk about politics because we have a struggle as Latins and we have suffered even racism and many things in many cases. And I think Latins are like every time getting more in a good way power or awareness or respect or that our culture has. And I think that is very good that a market like this shows the good things that we have and especially like around food and around culture and around heritage. Well, I think everything that you have within the space speaks to somebody on an emotional level. And whether it be through food and you have that memory because of the food or the music or the sense or a, a moment where you step in, it reminisces about a past memory. All of those are being inclusive in this community. It's not an exclusive community. It's not a strictly Colombian group that is for the La Cosecha space or the Latins, as you mentioned, Jody, that French, uh, English. It's, it's really a space for all immigrants all nationalities, all locals. It's a community that you've created here. Uh, before we end the podcast, are there any last words that you want to share about your experience throughout this design process and seeing your baby, in some sense, come to life? No, just uh, there's nothing that brings back more a memory than a smell or a taste. Right. And so here you are from Latin America, you're here, uh, you're in January, it's a 10 degrees or 15 degrees, and you come in here and you smell the smell of coffee or, or, uh, or guava, or, and it brings back a little part of what you are into your heart. So, so this is, it's, it's not only a symbol, it's also an element of transition through one of our most basic senses, or two of our most basic senses, which is smell and taste. The experience. Without a doubt. Ambassador, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Chef Wanma, the culture and the experience, the emotion is going to continue to transcend as you build your empire across the world and, <laughs> and continue to speak through your food. And Jody, building one new development at a time, giving people a place to come to. It has really been a pleasure having all of you today on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Jody, thank you for creating this space for uh, Latin America and for Americans to experience what Latin Americans bring to the table, which is fun, amazing, tasty, beautiful, and fantastic. You've been listening to the Gensler Design Exchange. Stream us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Stay tuned for more conversations on the power of design right here and connect with us via email at genslerpodcast at gensler.com or on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Brandon Larkham with the Gensler Design Exchange.